This is the Insecurity Brief podcast. It features tech news and analysis throughout the world. This podcast is made possible through advertising and listeners like you. If you can't donate, please share this program. We depend on you. Good morning, it's Friday, and this is the Insecurity Brief. Now, if you are just with us, uh, you know, it's really important. Please share this program uh, either in audio format, the podcast, or video format, of course, on any form of social media. It's the best thing that you can do if you can't give. In the, in our program today, um, Azure has an oh my God problem. Microsoft goes passwordless. And there's some new pen tools out. Kali has a new release. So Kali um, is a penetration tool that has been around for quite a while. It's an operating system. And it's considered one of the better pen tools around as a toolkit. Now, there's a couple things that you need to understand if you're going to get into pen testing. And... You know, everybody does everything for legitimate side of things. But this is the thing. If you download this from home, you are pegged for downloading it from your IP address, your home, your name. Everything else about you is now known by everybody that is in existence. So downloading it from your home address and your home IP to your local computer Unless you're going to be gingerbread a good person, then that's probably not the best place to download it. There are public Wi-Fis that everybody should avoid and using anything seriously, but you don't use your own equipment at those places either because when you go to, I don't know if you're familiar, but you should be if you're in the security world, that Um, There's a thing out there that's called fingerprinting. Uh, It is real, and it's being used across the Internet. So as soon as you flip on that machine and you go to any website that is owned or housed, any website that is either owned by or housed by Google, Amazon, or Microsoft, your machine is now scanned and fingerprinted for you. So if you're going to use a device, don't ever turn it on at home because that device will be added to your IP address. Getting the idea of how this works? Um, Every aspect of what you do on the internet is tracked and it's tracked for this very reason. I'm going to bring Honey on because Honey actually did... Uh, some pen testing too. I did too for a while, but um, she can talk about hers. Uh. <laughs> yeah, I used I used Cali before. One thing to know about Cali is it always comes back doors. <laughs> and while there's lots of wonderful tools on Cali that you can play around with, some of them won't work. So it will come and some of them are, they come broken because while the security guys want to release a security distro, they actually don't want you to use the tools to their full potential 
So some of them are like uh, hindered in some ways. You can't use them all the way. So be careful. And if you're going to install, just make sure to check the checksums at the end of the install and make sure they match what's on the website. Yeah. Yeah. And there, some of the tools like get overused too. I mean, you know, like, um, what, what is it? The mat, the, um, throwing the sink at, uh, throwing the sink at, I can't remember the name of the tool now. It was, um, what the hell was it? Metasploit. Oh, I, I was going to say that. I didn't know that's what you were. Yeah, and throwing the sink at Metasploit is a really bad idea. Um, only test on boxes that you own. Do not do anything on the internet to anybody else on the internet. Well, unless you have permission. If you're if you're a legit corporate penetration tester and you have permission to perform an assessment against somebody, you can use. Cali and you can use your tools. Oh yeah, absolutely. And there are other tools too. Um, yeah. That are not. Did they? Do, it's been a while, but is MassScan now? No, MassScan scan is not on that because you don't really have the bandwidth for that. Um, are you, I don't know. It, that's one that. I, I yeah, I know the scanner, but I uh, I don't know if it's on there or not. I don't know all the tools that are on it. I haven't. I haven't been on it, and I haven't downloaded it for a really long time. But that's like that's kind of an exciting thing, um, and some of the tools are fun to play with, especially like yeah. the pat. You know, I I thought I had a really good password um, set up on my Wi-Fi, and it only took it like twenty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that uh, that stupid um, that stupid pin that WDS thing. Um, stay away from it. <laughs> it's just too easy, <laughs> and it comes default turned on on most of the consumer routers, and some of the some of the others. You know the it's just there's so many things out there, um, and. Uh, next week, we got to talk about that Netgear switch thing. Um, that is part of this. I mean, if you use Kali, you can uh, definitely find uh, a lot of the exploits that are known and unpatched, um, which that's what everybody counts on. It's not, it's not that you're going to find a zero day. It's nobody patches anything. So No, they don't. I, I can tell you from doing assessments year after year, uh, the same vulnerabilities would show up again and again on the report. And we'd be like, you still didn't fix this? You still didn't fix this? Until until you don't care, until as an assessment person, as a penetration tester, you just don't care that they didn't fix it anymore. You're just like, oh yeah, another company didn't fix an exploit. Maybe, we'll, maybe they'll patch it next year. Even though you, you give them guidance, you can give them steps on how to fix it and they still don't fix it, but that happens. Wiz research team recently discovered a series of alarming vulnerabilities that highlight the supply chain risk of open source code, particularly for customers of cloud commuting services. The source is a 
of the problem is ubiquitous, but known as so software called Open Management Infrastructure, OMI, that's embedded in many popular Azure services. When customers set up a Linux virtual machine in their cloud, the OMI agent is automatically deployed without their knowledge. When they enable certain Azure services, unless a patch is applied, attackers can easily exploit these four vulnerabilities to escalate to root privilege and remotely execute malicious code. For instance, encrypting files for ransom. We named this quartet of zero days, oh my God, because that was our reaction when we discovered them. We conservatively estimate that, that, that thousands of Azure customers and millions of endpoints are affected. In a small sample of Azure tenants we analyzed, over 65% were unknowingly at risk. Microsoft issued the following CVE for Oh My God and made a patch available to their customers during the 2021 Patch Tuesday release. I will give you a link to this article and you can read the rest of it. But what's really important about this is who is vulnerable? Azure customers on Linux machines, which account for over half of all Azure instances, according to Microsoft, are at risk if they use any of the following services. Azure Automation, Azure Automatic Update, Azure Operations Management Suite, Azure Log Analytics, Azure Configuration Management, Azure Diagnostics, Azure Container Insights. Added September 16th, note this is the only partial list. Contact research at wiz.io if you are aware of additional Azure services deploying OMI. The thing that was behind Azure getting hacked um, and what was going on, that's pretty funny as far as, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Um, the, uh, you know, the, the, the thing too is I read that out of Hacker News and I went, you know, the, the Hacker News is really an aggregator more than anything else. They rewrite everything. But what did you think about that now that you know the backstory to this? Well, I, I knew of an Azure vulnerability from hackers from years ago which sounds like the same vulnerability that's been discovered. But from what I read in the article is that there's basically four vulnerabilities. One is a remote, can, uh, remote code execution vulnerability, and then there's three privilege escalation vulnerabilities. And basically the details of the attack was simply just removing the authentication header from the packet and resending it and the, um, the destination will accept it and will process the request as root and you'll you're connected to a box as root and basically a remote attacker can gain entrance into one box and then just jump around all the boxes because it's like a management software 
so <laughs> that's, that's very owned and when uh discovering whether or not you're vulnerable um there there's there might you might have to manually up to update every single one of your hosts that is in the cloud manually that might have the software installed and the software is installed automatically and a lot of people didn't even know that it was installed on their box because it came with the cloud instance so that's nasty and we've talked we've talked previously about problems with using cloud instances for your server farm and this is, this is definitely an example of why that would be bad now you can sign into microsoft accounts without a password this was written partially by Ravi Lashman on September 15th. Microsoft on Wednesday announced a new passwordless mechanism that allows users to access accounts without a password using Microsoft Authenticator, Windows Hello, a security key, or verification sent via SMS or email. The change is expected to be rolled out in the coming weeks. Except for auto-generated passwords that are nearly impossible to remember, we largely create our own passwords, said Vaskul Jackal, Microsoft's Corporate Vice President for Security Compliance and Identity. But given the vulnerability of passwords, requirements for them has gotten increasingly complex in recent years, including multiple symbols, numbers, case sensitivity, and disallowing previous passwords. Passwords are incredibly inconvenient to create and remember and manage across the accounts in our lives, Jackal added. In the years, weakness in passwords have emerged as the entry point for a vast majority of attacks across enterprise and consumer accounts so much so that Microsoft said that there were about 579 password attacks every second, translating into a whopping 18 billion every year. The situation has been exasperated by the need to create passwords that are not only secure but easy to remember, often resulting in users reusing the same password for multiple accounts or relying on easy-to-guess passwords, ultimately making them vulnerable to brute force attacks. Jackal notes that 15% of people use their pet names for password inspiration, not to mention utilize family names and important dates like birthdays with others banking on a formula that for their passwords like fall 2021, which eventually becomes winter 2021 or spring 2022. By dropping passwords out of the equation, the idea is to make it difficult for malicious actors to gain access to an account by leveraging a combination of factors such as your phone, something you have, biometrics, something you are, for identification. Customers can use the new feature to sign into Microsoft services 
such as Microsoft 365, Teams, Outlook, OneDrive, and Family Safety, but after linking their personal accounts to an Authenticator app like Microsoft Authenticator and turning on the passwordless account under Advanced Security Options, Advanced Security Options. One thing about this, and this is a thing about passwords, if you go back to my blog and you read, I've written about this over and over again. The thing is, security comes from three factors altogether. Those factors uh, include, who am I? What do I know? And what do I have? For years, we've been using... Uh, security, like in the banking industry, for credit cards. Of what do I have security? That's the only sense of security. You have the card, you present it, you're good. You read the mag strip, you're good. You read the chip, you're good. Okay, now, when we're talking about email accounts in current day, it's what do I know? In other words, what do you know about the... Um, to log in is generally just a password. It doesn't care who you are, and it doesn't care what you have. What Microsoft, and the point that Microsoft is trying to break is they want to take away the what do I know field of the three points of security that I outlined just a few minutes ago. What do I have? What do I know? And who am I? They're trying to say that what do I have and who am I Maybe if I didn't steal your phone, uh, that will let me into the account. So basically, what's going on here is the same thing with the bank, with the banking industry and the credit card security stream. When you do it online, you put in the credit card number and the CV number that's printed on the back that you're not supposed to write down or every fo ever photograph or store anywhere, that CV number is supposed to replicate what do I know. So again, you've got what do I have and what do I know? Yeah. You know, these guys, they want to track us. They are tracking us. They can tell pretty much on a map where any particular American is and what their likelihood of being in a place that they're not when they're logging in. Own up to it, big tech. You've been surveilling us for long enough. You have the details of what color and size of underwear everybody in America wears. Come on, come up with a security stream that includes all three parts of security. Who am I? What do I have and what do I know? How hard can that be? You already know it all anyway. So, you know, the whole thing with the password thing is that, you know, I, I agree with the Microsoft guy too. And that is that most of the passwords are so complex that you can't remember what they are. And, you know, I, I've been, I've got a different password for every system that I'm on. I mean, and people rely on using a third-party password manager, and then the password managers get compromised, and they lose all their passwords. It's passwords are are kind of a mess, so it's it is and, and a valid this, point to 
move away from them, I guess. But Yeah, and the security questions, those all got sold out a long time ago. I mean, you know, like the utilities and all of those things with the the um, the utilities and having secret uh, questions, all the secret questions were for sale. So they all got snapped up. You know, one of the things was that I got locked out of a trading account and I needed to do a password reset on a trading account. And the guy said to me on the phone, well, I've got some questions to ask you and he was asking me questions that I know I never would have given them because I would have written them down. And it's like, where did you get this? I don't know what to answer because you're getting that from some data broker. You know, the companies, and by the way, if you guys don't know what a data broker is, everything that when somebody says it's for sale, there's like these data warehouses that take all the data and then they sell it however they they see fit any criminal that wants to buy it can buy it it's not the dark net and the reason these guys don't like the dark net is they can't track you in the the corporations don't track you in the dark net so they don't like it but um how how do you make a complex um a complex password what's the best method that you thought of oh i use uh, i use song lyrics I, and i make them really long i find long passwords with complexity are the most secure if, you, if you're if you're going to consider passwords secure at all so like uh or or really long phrases like land of the free home of the brave that's the password and then you change all the o's to zeros and yeah do do a substitution yeah i do substitution so yeah and then the other thing that you can do is the simplest the simplest methods of hiding is always in plain sight so even if you if you understand the components of the word like ho welcome home so welcome home is pretty easy and it's pretty common and even with the most substitutions it's very common not backwards oh that's tricky <laughs> so um don't do it on it and don't do the same process on every website that's out there most of these sites you know Everybody gets hacked eventually. A lot of people lie about not being hacked. Um, I uh, I see that too. Yeah, they sure do. <laughs> I, I was a penetration tester for four years, and they definitely lie about it. Yeah, they sure do. So thank you very much, for uh being with us and we will be with you again next week i'm trip i'm honey have a great day